Sports Radio 1043 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. Good morning on this beautiful Saturday in Colorado. I tell you, there's so much going on in the outdoors right now, and we're going to cover as much of it as we can. We're going to talk some fishing today. We're also going to talk some archery. Hunting is coming up really quick. Uh, we're going to talk just some big game and fishing with Nate Zielinski. Chad Lachance will join us and talk fishing. Uh, we just got a lot to cover. We're going to talk about the leftover license options and just a ton of stuff. Also, I uh, want to remind you to follow us on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, if you follow us on Facebook, you'd know that we might be giving away a prize for a trivia question today because it was posted on Facebook and the answer was posted. So follow us on Facebook at Terry Wickstrom Outdoors and our YouTube channel has been really taken off. You know, our YouTube channel takes all of our years of doing television and we've got approaching, I think, 150 episodes of those TV shows up on the YouTube channel and uh, you can watch them anytime you want for free. And a lot of it was filmed right here in uh, your backyard so let's but let's get started with the show let's go right to the phones because we are very honored to be joined by one of probably the most prominent fly fishing guides in colorado and also in the area and that's pat dorsey good morning pat good morning terry how are you hey you know i'm i'm doing did you get your radio on pat or something in the background there Okay, I don't know what we're picking up some, but hey, well, good morning anyway. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. You know, we're going to talk about fly fishing today and mostly probably the South Platte River. And if anybody knows the South Platte and what's going on, probably it's probably been one of the loves of your life, I'll bet, hasn't it? Absolutely. It's, uh, it's a great river and grew up on that river and uh, it's, I think, you know, one of the best classrooms that the Centennial State has to offer because it's one of those places that can humble you at any time. Oh, it, it, has, it can be a tremendous place to fish, or it can be um, one of the most technical fisheries. And it's so popular because it's within close enough proximity to almost everybody in the front range, and it has many places to fish. I'll get, I was talking earlier about my YouTube channel. And there's like a hundred and some episodes on my YouTube channel. One of them is uh, where I'm nymphing at Decker's with a couple nymphs floating through there. And that show has gotten over 60,000 views. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's just it's incredible. Yeah, it's just people love that area. You've also written some books. You got a, well, your most recent book, you kind of revisited the South Platte, didn't you? Yeah, I just did an, um, a revision on my original project, uh, fishing the South Platte River, so that came out last fall, and um, hopefully that will assist anglers in, in becoming um, more efficient on that river. Yeah, it, it's well, it's a great river to fish. Uh, it's just got a uh, Well, let's talk about what's going on on the South Platte right now. You know, you mentioned technical fishing, and, and that's what it's been up until recently. You know, we've had um, 75 CFS for a large percentage of the summer, um, so it's been... Uh, requiring anglers to bring their A-game. It's just been uh, small flies and light tippets and, and difficult fishing. But the good news is is things have changed recently, and now 
Uh, we have 200 CFS coming out of Cheeseman Dam, and um, the reservoir is nearly full. So that's that's fantastic news. Boy, so the fishing you expect will pick up substantially going into the fall here, or has it already? It's just starting to pick up, you know, with the releases that they've made three releases in the last few days. So we've been dealing with a lot of dirty water because the flow was low and there was a lot of sediment and a lot of grass and moss sitting in the substrate. So as the flows came up, a lot of that was dislodged. So that's been causing some headaches there. But um, in in the days to come, as the water continues to rise, um, things are going to get really good, really clear water again. And we're going to see good hatches of pale morning duns and sporadic caddis. And uh, the trichos, falls, and betas are going to come into play this fall. Yeah, I think across the state we could be headed for a pretty good fly fishing fall. Uh, we've had pretty good flows. The South Platte's been kind of unique with the low flows. Most rivers have had pretty good flows, but some of our reservoirs are are starting to get a little lower, so that'll change. I know a lot of parts of the state, we're seeing a lot of hopper dropper or dry dropper action. Are you seeing some of that on the South Platte too? We're going to start to see some of that here as the stonefly hatch um, unfolds here in the next couple of weeks. So we'll be able to fish Amy's ant with some PMD droppers. Um, it's going to be really exciting, I think, in, in the days to come. What are some of the stretches of the South Platte that you really like to focus on? You know, the, I, I enjoy fishing, you know, out in South Park. Obviously, you got the Green Stream out there. And, and you know, flows have been above average up there. We, we, you know, we're seeing right now flows are about 325 CFS. And the city of Aurora projects, you know, that the flows will stay in that 300 CFS range uh, till the end of August. So that's great. And a lot of the smaller streams, you know, Badger Basin and, you know, stuff on the, the Middle Fork, even Terryall Creek. I mean, those are nice options as well. Um, and 11 Mile Canyon, you know, the flows are um, close to 300 CFS. So we got great water all of a sudden. Yeah, it's. It, I think we're headed into a great fall. Has there been any issues with the water getting too warm, or did these flows come in time to kind of keep that in check? This this release out of Cheeseman is, is really um, in, in hugely important, you know, because we were starting to see water temperatures at Deckers getting up into the 60s, so um, that's really important. But, you know, there's, there's some interesting things that I think anglers should be aware of um, on the South Platte Corridor, and, and one of them is that um, – Denver Water is going to be doing a uh, valve replacement, a flume replacement, that they're going to start, you know, mid-August. And so um, they're trying to get the water off the spillway, one foot below the spillway, so they're ramping up outflows a little bit. And then inflows out of Spinney are going to drop down to 65 CFS at the beginning of September. So that's important for anglers to know. Yeah, and you keep track of it. Is there a good source? Where do you get your your information on the South Platte? I know you guys at the shop keep really good track of it at the Blue Quill Angler. What what um what is there some other sources you can recommend to people? You know, I keep an eye on the flows just you know online, um, but I I've just been really blessed to have a good working relationship with um, the city of Aurora and Denver Water, and I I try to stay in touch with them, and then I try to share that information with anglers alike. Does some of that information show up on a website or a Facebook page from either you or the shop? I try to um, just, you know, if people keep an eye on my website, and I try to keep people updated on my fishing reports, and then um, I try to do a blog 
about this kind of stuff. Um, it's just it's just really important information to share, and I think it helps everybody um, kind of create a master plan for fishing. So, what? How would they find that blog? Just under Google your name, or yeah, you can at patdorseyflyfishing.com is my website. So they'll they'll see that. And then um, one other thing that I think is important to note as well is um, Denver Water is also going to um, start working. Um, on some maintenance on the uh, North Fork of the South Flat. So the Roberts Tunnel will be shut off, and then they're going to do some hydro upgrades as well as uh, repair maintenance on the tunnel. So the North Fork of the South Flat will be down to minimum flow um, starting mid-August. So you're really going to have to pay attention to what stretches you fish. If you were going out, uh, I know the best way to learn the South Platte is to come to you guys' shop and go with one of your guides because I'm a huge believer in learning new water under the tutorship of a guide because they just you guys just know the nuances of those rivers and and uh, you just can point a lot of things out. But if somebody's headed out just themselves, they want to fish, where would you probably tell them to start if they're going to go fish the South Platte and what kind of presentations over the next maybe week? You know, it, <clears throat> nymphing is always going to be the most efficient way of catching fish. But you know, there's nothing more rewarding than fooling a trout on a dry fly. And so, um, you know, you can you could go down to Deckers and uh, you could fish any of the stretches of the South Platte, Love Mile Canyon, Dream Stream. You know, and, and there's been good hatches. Uh, we've been seeing caddis. We've been seeing yellow sallies, hill morning duns, trichos. So uh, some really good opportunities to fool some fish with surface tactics. You know, and a lot of it's just like you said, you just you got to kind of learn. And observation is so important, you know, looking to see what bugs are actually hatching and then being able to match the hatch is obviously an important part of being successful. So, um, you know, just the good thing about fly fishing is you never quit learning and just always be willing to learn and, and more importantly, be willing to share that information with others. You know, I must have quit. I must know it all, though, because they said they can't teach me anything anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I it, and, and we we live in a, a great uh, we live in a great state to get out and and do fly fishing. Have you heard anything else around the state besides the South Platte? Anything going on that people should be aware of? You know, everything is really shaped up nicely now. I mean, Gunnison Drainage is fishing well. The Colorado and the Williams Forks fishing well, and I. I think that's what's really nice now is I think people have spread out and are enjoying what this great state has to offer. Um, you know, we're in that post runoff period. We're kind of mid summer. We're uh, get, got some great hatches some great dry fly opportunities. And I think that uh, fishing is going to re- remain strong throughout the state um, clear into the autumn season. Oh, I think so too. I think we're headed for a great season. You know, we had a lot of, a lot of new people take up fishing this year, both conventional and fly fishing, because other travel and other activities were curtailed because of COVID. What are some, maybe a couple of the tips for some of the new fly fishermen that you see that common mistakes or common things they need to overcome? Yeah, I think uh, probably one of the most important things is just um, observation, like I said, you know, and then and just kind of, being familiar with what's hatching, choosing the appropriate flies to do so. And then, you know, the real game is when the fly hits the water. So being able to get a, a good dead drift with your nymphs or your dry flies. Um, you know, a technique is really 
probably the most important thing. It's it's not about luck, and I've said this many times. You know, I mean, a lot of people say, hey, you haven't any luck today. But it's really more about technique and your ability to execute certain tactics and techniques to um, become a proficient angler. And that's where it's all about. Like I say, you never quit learning. You can always learn a thing or two, refine techniques, and um, just elevate your game to the next level. And that's why we all love to do this incredible sport. Right. And, you know, I always tell people if it was just automatic and easy, none of us would fish because it's the fact that there's a satisfaction when you do hook up and land a fish that makes it if it, if it wasn't difficult at times, it wouldn't have that same satisfaction. Do you have uh, classes at the shop? We do. We have uh, uh, a little fly fishing 101 class that's been really popular over the years. And Kerry Carriger is um, our director of our education program up there, and he just does a fabulous job. And that's really his specialty. He is just, he has a natural gift to be able to um, spoon feed anglers and get them excited and, and take them to that next level. And he, he's educated, educated so many anglers over the years, and he just does a great job with that. Well, why don't you tell people how they can get a hold of you and the shop, and then I want to tell them where they can find your book. If you can just um, bluequillangler.com. Or you can call the shop. Our number is 303-674-4700. Um, we have a fantastic staff up there that's always willing to help, share, educate, and just um, try to make your job easier as fly fishers. And that, that's just what we do. We, we, we enjoy um, people's success. And just like when I'm out on the river, when, when my guest for the day catches a fish, I feel like I catch a fish. It's just a great, great part of what I do. I can identify with that. It's fun to help somebody and see them catch fish. And what's the name of the latest revision of the book, and where do people find it? It's a fly fishing guide to the South Platte River, and it's available. We have plenty of signed copies up at the shop, and, um, you know, always willing to sign copies for anybody if they come to a speaking engagement or See on the river or whatever, man. I'm always willing to to, to sign a copy, but I, I'm I'm real proud of the new revision. It's got, got all new maps, hatch charts, photographs, um, updated information, and I think that uh, it'll really help somebody, particularly if you're new to the state, um, kind of familiarize yourself with the entire South Platte corridor, and and just hopefully it'll increase your odds of catching more fish. All right. My friend, it's an honor to have you on as always. You're such an accomplished fisherman and a gentleman in the sport. It's always great to talk to you, Pat. Thank you, sir. It's always great to talk to you as well. All right. Well, get out there and catch some fish, and we'll get you back on again soon. Thank you. Thank you, sir. You bet. Pat Dorsey, just truly one of the good guys and great fishermen in this state. Uh, if you ever get a chance to talk to Pat, you'll be just uh thrilled by his he's just such a nice person but what an incredible fly angler he is we'll take a quick time out and we come back we're going to talk about uh leftover license options for big game hunters right here on terry wickstrom outdoors on 104.3 the fan all right you're gonna get me rocking this morning kyle you're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, which is brought to you in part by Jack's Outdoor Gear. Whether it's kayaking, fishing, hiking, hunting, camping, even grilling, they've got it at Jack's. Let's go right to the phones. And joining us from Colorado Parks and Wildlife is Kristen Cannon. Good morning, Kristen. Hi, good morning. 
How are you on this beautiful day? Oh, I'm doing just fine. And yourself? Yeah, I'm doing great. It's the toughest thing about doing this show on a Saturday morning is looking out the window and wishing I was out there because this time of the year, especially, we get such beautiful weather in Colorado. But, you know, we're talking both hunting and fishing today. We've got a lot of hunting coming up later on the show. And there's people that have gone through the draw. We had both a primary and a secondary draw this year. And some of them got the licenses. Some of them didn't. People, But there's another opportunity coming up for people who are still looking for a license, isn't there? That's right. So any of our limited licenses that didn't sell out in that primary and secondary draw will be available for purchase this Tuesday. And that's Tuesday morning, and I believe that starts at 9 o'clock, right? That's correct. They'll go on sale online, over the phone, and at any of the licensed agents or our offices at 9 a.m. Now, how can I find out what is available? Is there something online that tells me where these licenses are and what's available? Yeah, if you go to our website, um, you you should see a link on the main page, or you can go under the things to do, hunting and big game, and then you'll see a, a link to leftover and over-the-counter licenses, and they'll have a an updated list, and starting on Tuesday, they'll continue to update it as licenses sell out so you can see what's still available. And is this a first-come, first-served basis? Yeah, that's right. So um, as they, there's only a, a few licenses available and, and maybe some more in, in some hunt codes, and as soon as they sell out, they'll be gone. And so how do I go about purchasing these? Do I show up in person? Do I do it online? Is it a mix of both? How, what's the best way to purchase them? So this year we're really encouraging people to purchase it online. Um, just with everything going on, we're trying to limit in-person interactions. And um, on the website is the most efficient way to, to buy a license. And so if, if people participated in the primary and secondary draw or they're familiar with our, our online portal uh, they should be good to go, but it's always good to log on ahead of time and make sure everything's working and there's no issue so that at 9 a.m. you'll be ready to go and, and punch in the hunt code that you want and purchase it uh, that way. And so that's that's what we're really recommending everybody to do. Uh, you can do it over the phone. Um, it's a 1-800 number I, I can give you, and you can come to the offices as well. We are available to help anybody who wants to buy a license at an office, and you can also go to any licensed agent such as Jackson and, and buy a leftover license there as well. Now, if you go to um, one of the parks offices, are there some there's some restrictions with COVID? Will there be a will it be a will they run into some obstacles getting in, or how do they have to be prepared? Well, hopefully there there won't be any obstacles, but everyone coming to one of our offices will be required to wear a mask. We're going to ask, too, that if you have any symptoms or aren't feeling well, that you stay home and either buy the license online or even have a friend who's, you know, you've not been in contact with um, come in and, and purchase the license on your behalf. So, and, and people should also expect that it might look a little different than years past. We might ask you to, you know, wait outside and spread out. We'll have people socially distanced. There will only be uh, a few people allowed in buildings at a time to, to just try to keep everybody safe and healthy now parks offices where you can do it in person there has to be either a visitor center or a park office there right that's not available at all parks 
Yeah, most most parks will be able to sell you the license through a visitor center. That's correct, but not every park. So if you're wanting to go to a state park, I would check ahead of time and make sure. Yeah, and what let's what do I need when I show up or when I log on? Um, what what kind of documentation do I need? Now we don't need during the draw. You needed a qualifying license, but to purchase these leftovers, you don't need that, right? That's correct. You don't need to have that qualifying license. But you will need to have a, a photo ID, and if you're using your ID as proof of residency, it needs to be older than six months old. And if it's not, then you need to bring a, another form of uh, proof of residency. And then you need to have proof of hunter ed, and uh, and then you need to know which hunt codes you want to try and get a license for. It's, it's important to kind of have that figured out ahead of time so you can just walk right up and, and get what you need. Now, if I'm struggling a little bit on the process, if I go in person, I can get some help, though. Oh, sure. We'll have plenty of staff on hand to to help people in person um, figure out, especially if they have any questions about exchanging a license or, you know, the list A and B licenses. There will be people there to help. And and uh, what about the call center? Is that open right now or will it be open prior to the sale? Yeah, yeah, you can definitely call the call center if you have any questions. If you want to call to purchase the license on the day, we you have to call that 1-800 number that licenses get get bought through and that's that's 1-800-244-5613. So, that's the number you want to call if you want to buy a license on Tuesday. Um but if you've got questions ahead of time or you're having trouble um, you know, figuring out which hunt code you need or, or, or any, any sort of thing like that, you're welcome to call our call center or any of our offices, and we'll, we'll help you out and try and get you squared away. Now, if for some reason I can't even get one of these leftovers, that doesn't mean I don't have an opportunity to hunt big game in Colorado, right? Yeah, that's right. We still have our over-the-counter licenses, which go on sale on Thursday, and of course, those um, are uh, the the regular over-the-counter licenses are sold without any kind of limit, so they will be available for sale till the end of the season that that they're for. So the, you can always get an over-the-counter uh, bull tag or or other license to to go out and hunt. But those over-the-counters are strictly for elk. The other big game have to come through the draw, right? That's right. There's some over-the-counter bear options that you can go and look up, but yeah, the the the, mo- the most common one is the over-the-counter bull tag, and and of course those are only good in some units um, for the second and third season. All right. Any last comments? You want to uh, give out the phone number again? Sure. The so the phone number for purchasing a license on Tuesday is one eight hundred two four four five six one three. Um, and I, I would just say, you know, the, do, do your homework ahead of time and be ready to go, especially if you want one of those licenses that there's only a few left of. And if, if you can purchase it online, please do. And it's a unique year. So we're just trying to keep everybody safe and, and healthy, but we want them to get their licenses and get out hunting this fall. You bet. We want them to be out and be successful. Kristen, thank you so okay. much for that information. And thanks for joining us today. You bet. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. All right. That was Kristen uh, Cannon from Parks and Wildlife. Leftover licenses go on sale Tuesday morning at 9 o'clock. So if you didn't get a draw for the area you want, you can still go and possibly buy a leftover license. And don't forget, you can always get over-the-counter licenses if you don't. So there's no reason you can't get out and hunt big game 
in Colorado. We're going to take a quick time out and we come back. We're going to talk about some special things going on uh, today and over the next month right here in Colorado with state parks on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, which is brought to you in part by Jack's Outdoors, serving the outdoor public for 65 years. Just yesterday morning, they let me know you were gone. Jim Crochie. You're doing good today, Kyle. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, which is brought to you in part by Jack's Outdoors with five locations to serve you. Fort Collins, Loveland, Lafayette, Broomfield, and Cheyenne. And by the way, we're going to be giving away a $50 gift card to Jack's Outdoor Gear uh, sometime during the show today with a trivia question that was... uh, uh, you might find some information on our Facebook page at Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Let's go right to the phones. Uh, joining us from Colorado Parks and Wildlife is uh, Debbie Leininger, and I always struggle to pronounce you. Did I get it right, your last name this time, Debbie? You got it right, Terry. Thanks. All right. I, I try hard because I always look at it and want to say it wrong, but you've been, I know you, you and I have been talking on the radio and talking to each other for a long time now, so you've been. It goes back. Things have changed this year, haven't they? Things have changed with COVID, boy. But the parks are open and people are coming out. It's a great place to be outdoors and kind of escape it. Yeah, and you know what? It's a special day in Colorado today. I didn't mention it earlier, but it's uh, Colorado's birthday. I think the 144th birthday of the state. And Colorado State Parks always does something special for that, don't you? Right. We celebrate Colorado Day by offering a free day at state parks. It's not today. It will actually be Monday, August 3rd. But we want everyone to come out on August 3rd for a free entrance into any of our state parks across the state and just see some of the beauty and activities and resources that we have to offer. Yeah, it's a great time for people who maybe haven't wanted to... uh buy a pass they're not sure they they're going to be state parks kind of people but you know it's a great pick pick one that's either close to the city or you know we've got several right in the metro area or take that trip to that one state park now it's free and mondays usually aren't as busy as other days so it's a great time to go and check them out i think you're going to find you like what you see there's there's a park with activities for almost everybody and you know once you go, even at this time of the year, people used to hesitate before to buy an annual pass at this time of the year because they thought, well, there isn't much time left in the year. But that's not a problem anymore, right? Because the passes run a year from when you buy them? Right. Pass, the annual pass runs a year from when you buy it, and we have a new pass this year called a family pass that's actually transferable between the members living at the same household. So we normally offer the vehicle pass that's stuck to the vehicle, and you're kind of limited. Now everyone in the vehicle will get in with that pass, but the new family pass is an option for people too. So when you come out and check it out on Monday, you might ask some of the gate agents or the visitor centers about that one too. And you also have something else special going on the whole month of August, I believe, that uh, Parks and Wildlife, you know, our military, the reason we can enjoy these parks and do the things we do is because of the freedoms we have in this country. And that's, you know, because of our military. And you guys like to honor them, too, right? Right. Our state legislator passed a law back a while ago that the whole month of August would be free for our military. That includes veterans. That includes residents and non-residents. Now, there are some restrictions that you have to go into an office to get this pass because it's good for a month long 
and it'll say the expiration date is August 20. But you can go online on our website and or just Google Colorado Parks and Wildlife, and our website will come up easily. And then click on the About Us button, and you can find an office where you can go in and purchase either at a CPW office or at a state park. And and that gets them free into all well, – there's are 41 state parks right now, is that right? Right now open, 41 state parks. And, again, all parks across the state, so this is applicable to anybody front range or on the West Slope or on the Eastern Plains. We've got some a couple of beautiful parks, three parks out on the Eastern Plains – Jackson, North Sterling, and, um, oh, gosh, State uh, Martin, John Martin, yeah, down John in the Martin. eastern oh, yeah. corner. So. Yeah. Well, you know, and I, I found out something interesting about Jackson Lake State Park. We talk about parks having something interesting for all activities. They're a, a certified dark sky location, which means you can go out there and look at the stars either with just your naked eye or a telescope, and they have a they have a uh, a motto out there goes light your sight not the night and they're a certified uh, dark sky so you know if you're looking up in the cities and you try to see the stars and the constellations it they, a lot of that you don't see it gets drowned out by the by the um, the city lights but you get out to Jackson Park and it's just that black sky and it's just it's beautiful out there the stars seem to go forever and there's different unique opportunities at every park great way would be just spend a, a little time this weekend going online and looking at the state parks at you know just google colorado parks and wildlife it'll come up and then pick one you want to go on monday and take advantage right right that park finder that's on our homepage will bring up all the activities that all the parks offer and it's real easy to do some research at home and then kind of head out and see what you want to see no it's really terrific well, there's a lot going on. Monday is a free day to go in the state parks. Go check them out, folks. Find the park you've been wanting to go. Check it out. And if you're a military, and this is good, again, what who qualifies for the military month? Milita- the whole month of August, both veterans and active and military. Very good. And they get a month free pass to use Colorado State Parks. Great, right. great opportunities, Deb. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Have a great weekend. You bet. That was Debbie Leininger from uh, Colorado State Parks. Uh, a lot of things going on. Get out and enjoy. You know, a lot of people have been getting out. One of the things we, uh, Debbie and I should have talked a little more about was be responsible if you go out, though. If you're going out to do a new activity, learn the nuances and the etiquette of that activity and how to interact with other people that are doing different things. You know, um, paddleboarders are going to interact with people in bigger boats. Uh, kayakers are going to interact with paddleboarders. ATV riders are going to interact with horseback riders and uh, hikers and just different types of people in different locations. Now, everything isn't available in every location, but if it is, remember, everybody's out there to have a good time. And uh, they're not out there for a nefarious reason. They just want to enjoy the outdoors in the way they enjoy the outdoors. So be respectful of everybody and share the outdoors. We have a great state to be outdoors in. So we're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, we're going to take you to Blue Mesa Reservoir and find out what's going on fishing there at Ontario Wickstrom Outdoors, which is brought to you in part by Jack's Outdoors with locations in Fort Collins, Loveland, Lafayette, Broomfield, and Cheyenne. Get a shiver in the dark, it's raining in the park, but meantime, you're listening. 
to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. Let's go right to the phones. And joining us from the Gunnison area, Andy Cochran. Good morning, Andy. Hey, good morning, Terry. How are you? I'm doing well. And how long have you you've been guiding up there for a, more than a few days, haven't you? Yeah, we are fortunate enough to be going into year 15 this year. And what's the name of the guide service in case people want to locate you? We are Gunnison Sports Outfitters, also known as GSO Fishing. All right. And uh, you've spent a lot of time on Blue Mesa, and that's what I want to talk to you about today. Uh, Blue Mesa is just the largest body of water in Colorado, and it has great diversity of fishing. What's going on right now? I mean, uh, I've seen some of your Facebook posts. Looks like you're catching some pretty nice trout, browns and rainbows. Yeah, well, kind of a snapshot of my day here just to give everybody an idea of what can be done on this lake right now is we just got off the water with a crew that we did some early morning trout fishing, which has been fantastic this summer. Browns and rainbows are really healthy this year. Um, up to 20-inch rainbows have been pretty common, and browns up to 4 and 5 pounds. Trolling still in the middle of the summer has been really, really good. Um that crew was super happy, had a little bit of rainbow to take home for their fish fry tonight. And then I just met the my wife and our kids over at the beach, and we've got some floaties going, some paddle boards going. We're going to take advantage of the summer here while we have it. It's a short one in this country. Yeah, you're, Then I'm going to pick up another crew here in a little while, and we're going to go out and jig for kokanee salmon. So they're, the amount of activities that can be done right now is, is very large. Let's kind of go through some of the species. You talked about the browns and the rainbows. You're catching those big ones trolling. Are there opportunities if somebody comes up to also cast for them, or are they are they pretty much out in the deeper water right now? Most of the, the rainbows aren't deep, but they are kind of pushed out into the main lake. Um, they're dropping water out of here, which is normal for the time of year, but we're probably losing four to six inches a day. Um, so that kind of just keeps those fish off the bank, kind of out in open water where they're a little more comfortable. So the shore opportunities this time of year are probably best in the current section of the lake, which is up where the Gunnison River flows in, or around the little shallow bays around the lake targeting yellow perch. Now what about what about when you do troll form? What kind of presentations are you making for the rainbows and the browns? Sure. So we actually have really good success on this lake with our typical kokanee salmon gear, which is usually a a dodger with a lure combo. Um, Color definitely matters, even with the trout. We're definitely seeing rainbows mostly caught on green and yellow stuff up in the top 20 foot of the water column early in the morning. Browns are going to be like 40 to 60 foot can be caught on that same stuff but go with darker colors like blacks and purples and i think part of that's because of the depth you don't get as much sunlight present uh penetration so the dark colors give a better silhouette i think down deep what about now you mentioned kokanee starting to see kokanee that that usually kind of picks up this time of the year is that going to be going in full swing you troll and jig both for the kokanee 
You can. We are right in that transition period where those mature fish that are going to run in the river in September are starting to now kind of come off of feed, start their body lifestyle change where they're really starting to think about spawning. So in this lake, you can still catch them out feeding, trolling early in the morning. Usually by 8 or 9 o'clock, that bite's over with. And then those fish come off of feed and they get suspended in big schools around the current levels in the lake. And they just kind of hang out until the environment triggers them to run up the river. So what we can do then is target these big schools of fish with our sonar, get our boat right on top of them and drop heavy lead jigging spoons down into the middle of the school of fish and start picking off the aggressive ones out of there. A pretty good size kokanee this year? Yeah, this year they seem to be a hair bigger than average. Most of our males are already hitting 20, 21 inches, and the females are like 18, 19. Wow, those are big kokanees. Yeah, that's a and a hard fighting fish, too. We've had a lot of people breaking rods and Little kids, you got to kind of watch them because those fish pull a lot harder than you think they would being three pounds and 20 inches. It's a powerful, fun fish to catch. Well, you know, and a lot of people have caught kokanee in some of the other reservoirs, and a 15, 16-incher is a pretty good-sized fish. You're talking 18 to 20-inch fish, That's a and salmon are such a powerful fish. That And good table fare, too. They're great to eat, aren't they? Oh, yeah. You put those on the smoker, there's not much better. We take salmon connoisseurs from around that have done it around the nation and up north in alaska and kokanee have long been revered as the top table fare out of all the salmon species so we're pretty lucky to have them right here now you also have uh well known in blue mesa for the lake trout population in fact state records have come out of there i think pushing 50 pounds there's some huge lake trout in there are you still catching lake trout this time of the year, or is the water too warm? Do you have to wait more towards fall? What's what's going on there? Sure. So the trophy fishery end of that thing is kind of on standby until we get some cooler weather going to the end of October. And that's that's sort of a personal choice, I guess, where those fish are catchable, but they're in like 150, 200 feet of water. And if you're not really, really careful, you can really hurt those fish hauling them out of water that deep. So we kind of just leave them alone, let them do their thing in the summer, and look for them again in the fall when they're going to start pushing up with the cooler water. So in the, if you want to catch lake trout in the summer, the pup lake trout, we call them, which are like those 14 up to 24-inch lake trout that are still eating plankton and very small fish and crayfish are still accessible in the water column where you can troll for them or jig for them and catch them in pretty good numbers even in the middle of the summer talking like 80 to 100 feet deep any particular type of presentation you like to use a lot of a lot of times we're still using our dodger lure combo that just catches fish really good in this lake outside of that um heavy but small tube jigs like two and a half to three and a half inch tube jigs glow colors or the opposite black and purple really dark colors on like a half up to one ounce head so you can get it that deep and feel it in 100 feet of water either presentation works really good for those pup lake trout well you know and you'd call them pup lake trout but a 
24 inch fish is a pretty nice fish for most people. I mean, and those are the size, those 16, 20 inches that you want to take home to eat. Cause that's the best eating of the lake trout too. Oh yeah. Those are actually really, really good fish. They're a lot milder than a lot of the other fish species. They're, they're really good smoked, grilled, fried. If you like eating fish, that's a really good one to pick on. And at the same time, the, the state does us like us to control the population of those smaller fish just to kind of help keep that overall population at a manageable level so they don't get overpopulated and kind of stun it out. Yeah, so you're actually encouraged to harvest some of those fish because they want to we want to keep so you keep it as a trophy fishery and maintain the kokanee at the same time. One other fish I want to ask you about while well, we got a couple minutes left. A few years ago, perch were illegally introduced and kind of took off. But I know you like going after them because they're so good to eat. What's going on with the perch? Yeah, so as we get into August, September, that's probably the best two months of the year to catch them. We've been catching them pretty good all summer, but it will even get better. Those bigger ones will start showing up in better numbers now. But it's another find them on your graph and drop down and catch them kind of game, kind of like the salmon jigging thing. And one good thing about it, too, is it can be the middle heat of the day is kind of when they're the most active in this lake because it's so cold. But in a general sense, they really are located from one end of the lake all the way to the other in pretty much any backwater bay. If you can find the ends of our creek arms oftentimes have big standing dead cottonwood trees that got flooded when they built the lake. Tons of perch love that kind of habitat. Also, right around all the marinas and docks, there's big clouds of perch underneath those. And it's a pretty simple deal, small ice fishing jigs or crappie-type tube jigs and little underspins with a little chunk of worm. Uh, it's probably the funnest thing to do with kids on the boat. It's fast action, and like you said, it's probably the best-eating fish in this whole body of water, too. Oh, they taste so good. I mean, they're part of the walleye family. I think they're even a little sweeter than the walleyes. They are so good. We're running out of time here. Uh, if people want to get a hold of you, either for more information or to book a trip, how do they find you, Andy? Best thing would be go to our website. GSOfishing.com. GSOfishing.com. And then uh, are you still booking trips? You still have openings? We're pretty stacked up until about the 15th or 16th of August right now, but that really does kind of correlate with the salmon jigging season, which looking back at last year, our peak bite was August 15th to September 15th. So there's still a lot of openings to come up and enjoy that kind of fishing. All right, my friend, thank you for joining us. Lots of great information. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, thank you. Enjoy your weekend. You bet. We're just talking to Andy Cochran from GSO Fishing. I tell you what, Blue Mesa, it's a lake I haven't spent enough time on. I've only fished it a couple times. You know, remember, we have a trivia question still coming up in the show where you can win a $50 gift card from Jack's. And if you, if you follow us on Facebook at Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, you might uh, know the answer to that trivia before I even ask it. We're going to take a quick time out, and we come back. Nate Zielinski is going to join us, and we're going to talk some archery pronghorn and some fishing right here on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. 